Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 14-2, a very special Patreon live-streamed episode. Patreon track-suggested ep- suggested episode. My name is Rob Nichols. And oh. you also has a, have a lisp. And God, it's contagious. I'm also Pernil. No, biting your lip is not contagious. Is it? Apparently, it I, just, I clearly just slurred too. Mm. But yes, I am Pernell. We've been away for quite a while, oddly enough, right? Yeah, it's been more than a couple of weeks. You went to Florida. I you, went, you drove to Florida. Yep. 15 hours in the car. That's crazy. No sleep for, I didn't sleep for about 32 hours. Yeah, I can't sleep in cars and stuff. Yeah, it was a it was a doozy. How bad was it, you ask? I washed deodorant in my dishwasher. And I'm still eating from the plate. So you did that because you were so wiped out. I'm positive yeah. it had to be it because I was unpacking clothes and dumping stuff around and I also started loading the dishwasher all in the same like two room zone. And then I forgot for two days, then went downstairs, opened emptied the dishwasher, and boom! I pulled out a speed stick, and there was nothing inside. That's hilarious. Which means it got washed out all over my dishes. Yeah, I left. Actually, it's funny because I took my brother back to the airport in Baltimore. So Mm -hmm. I was driving back and forth um, because he was going back to Minnesota. And he left um, a thing of deodorant in my car. Mm -hmm. And I left it there, and it got like 90 degrees outside. (laughs) Oh. And I took it out, and it was all melted, like coming out the sides. It smelled nice in my car, at least. Yeah, Ocean Rush Fresh. Now, um, Ultra Pure Sport from... Come up with these names, by the way. Yeah. Okay, so before we even begin, I'm going to talk about the deodorant that I like. <laughs> That's a good idea for yeah. a topic, I yeah, suppose. It's, um, it's an Old Spice, Ultra Pure Sport. It reminds me of DDR from 2003. Is that what arcade smelled like back then? I just that's what smelled I smelled like, pure like. Funk. That's what I smelled like in the arcade back then. Oh, so I smell that and it takes me back. Combating the fragrance, I suppose. Yeah, it takes me back. <laughs> that's when I first started playing DDR. Of course, that was longer ago than that, but that tells you about how long it took before I realized how badly I smelled. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is a video game music podcast. Holy cow! I will say one of our listeners just mentioned. I think the Florida trip is totally wiped compared to this one. Drove from drove to Texas from Toronto. Where in Texas though? Because Texas is like its own country. It, it doesn't even matter if it was the northern tip of Texas from Toronto. It's still a brutal drive. That's true. And I'm going to wager maybe one rest stop, one overnight rest stop. That's the that's me throwing the dice. Otherwise, it's just that sounds like hell on a planet there for me. Couldn't do it. Couldn't, Couldn't do it. I, I, I know I'm going to Seattle in a couple of weeks, and that's like a four five hour flight i'm not looking forward to that oh it's a great flight bring your 3d wait bring your switch wait <laughs> okay we'll talk more about the switch later because i have some switch stories for you intriguing isn't that interesting so this episode um is a special one in that we're just hanging out it's special in that and we're just hanging out we always just hang out in that like we're catching up it's special in that it is a live recording of our episode with Patreon subscribers. So if you go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, people, you can support us financially there. And as a thank you, you get um, bonus content, mainly in the form of, you know, a live stream that we're doing here. And it will still be available 
on YouTube, everybody. It's honestly a lot of fun to do these because it's like a weird form of multitasking because we'll record the episode, <laughs> and while we're recording the episode, Rob and I are chatting, and I'm playing 3DS sometimes, and I'm texting in YouTube, and I'm eating potato chips, and I'm drinking coffee, and, and I'm drinking tea, and I'm petting a dog. All these things at once, yeah. and don't even skip a beat. You're drinking my favorite tea, though. You're drinking PG Tips, which is the best. Yes. Nothing, nothing better. All right, so this is all tracks suggested to us through Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com, also through our Facebook, also through our Twitter. We are giving priority to Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Though I think I may have one where I kind of had to jump over a little bit. I think, I, you know, we did that last time too, and I felt really bad for Henrik Anderson because we never played his music, and we talked about it, and we never played it again, and he called me out. He did. He did. And I looked from the sidelines and whistled Dixie and walked away. He called me out when I was super sick, and I was like, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt so bad about it. So I'm not going to play his original pick. I think it's on the, on the list, but I'm going to start with the one. I think this is supposed to be the musical version of A Slap on the Wrist. And this is No Trophy for You for Super Mario Kart for the Wii, composed by Asuka Ota and Ryo Nagamatsu. that this track makes me feel bad but it makes me feel like i've done something bad well i mean when it comes to mario kart if you get to the position where you're that far down the totem pole that you got to hear this music you messed up you've done goof and this music lets you know that quite frankly no trophy for you no trophy for you or as michael bridgewater puts out no soup for you, which is also a very valid reference because I watched that episode of Seinfeld, and when soup was reject was denied to you, it felt like you got stabbed through the heart, man. And you had no one but yourself to blame. So, my brother came to Delaware mm-hmm. with his two daughters from Minnesota. I mean, he lives in Minnesota. He came here with his two daughters, and they they brought their Nintendo Switch with them because they all play games together. Mm-hmm. And we played Mario Kart for the Switch like every day for hours. Oh my god! It was beautiful outside. Seriously, we sat on the beach for forever, like all day long until the sun went down. And the sun went down. We went back home and we put the grill on and we played Mario Kart as a family. <laughs> all of us, like and tournament style. Even my mom. That's, your mom played too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like a good way to just break up a family. Yeah, yeah it was fun. It was a good time. It, I had to stop. I, I had to um, not play as much because I was the only one with any Mario Kart experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like classic Mario Kart experience. So, so here comes the question. So though. I knew how to drift. Did you <laughs> did you hold back your level of skill to accommodate all the newbies? Yes, but just so that I could hold back so I wouldn't get blue-shelled, collect all the red shells, and then just 
So you do realize that's not what holding back actually is. I mean, you were I, strategically holding back. Yeah, I, I was literally holding back <laughs> so that shape. I could shoot my eight-year-old niece with green shells and red shells. Well, that's appropriate. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're do. supposed to just knock them down. I'm just laughing at the fact that you were trying to proclaim, oh yeah, I restrained myself strategically. No. Like, no, that's not that's not how this works at all. No. So we played that a lot. We played a lot of Mario Odyssey. That's a good fun. one. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, we all play, like, we all would, like, sit around the TV and, and like, you know, go this way, go that way. And you can play with two, two players. One person could be Cappy. And which just this, means just runs around and, like, collects coins, but... Note this, by the way. This guy here... Who? You! Me? Yes, you! You? When you are at home... Yeah, I don't play anything. You don't play anything! <laughs> but he goes to the beach yeah. with family, and the entire vacation is oh, video games. I wanted to... I made me want to get a Switch, because then we played Zelda. Mm-hmm. Zelda was fun. You may have played more Breath of the Wild than I have. <laughs> as yeah, I played a lot, yeah. Poor game. And it was funny, because it kind of fell back into our family dynamic of my brother playing games and me watching him. And kind of like, you know, MST3King, like, you know, yelling at him, making fun of him. <laughs> like, I think I'm sure a lot of other people have that same uh, experience of being a kid with like an older, if you had an older sibling or a friend, even like a friend, you go to their friend's house and they would play games and you would just watch them. And that was a thing you'd do. And it was entertaining. And for us, it was like watching a movie. It was kind of cool. Uh, but honestly, yeah. But at the same time, you also wanted to backseat drive. If you were the person spectating, it was, you had every right to, you know, give them grief when they screwed up, but also say, no, no, you know, I'm here to watch you and enjoy yourself. I don't want to take the controller. It was fun to watch her, the children, play Odyssey and, like, jump off the cliff over and over again because they couldn't keep him running in a straight line. <laughs> and then after a while, we were like, ah, oh, come on, come on. just give me. But, you know, it's it's that's kind of fun in its own way, too. All right, I got, I got this track has to stop because it's, it's looping and it's making me feel morose and we're not even playing Mario Kart. So stop it. No, it's got to go. It's got to go. This is it's a good track, but it's a sorrowful one. <laughs> OK, yes. So that thank you, Henrik Anderson, for that selection. I think it's cool. I like the flute in it. The little um, I think it's a slide whistle. I do like the flute. It sounds like a slide whistle. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna go with that. All right, so what would you pick? Well, I see. I'll go into the why afterwards, but I actually went with a track from a name that I wasn't familiar with, a Jay McDewitt. Yes, I did not realize. I did, but he, the track he gave was just pure gold. Which one was that? It was from the game Shadow of the Ninja on the NES. Yes. And it's the stage one theme from the game, composed by Iku Mizutani excellent. and Koichi Yamanishi. Yes, Iku, Mizut Iku Mizutani is an excellent composer, and this is an, a, an incredible soundtrack. So I'm really excited to play this one. Stage one. Let's go. Go, Ninja.
back. You're listening, or rather listening. <laughs> You're all for it. You're watching. Did I catch delicious. you off guard? No, you caught me on, on the, in the realm of um, Tasty Tang. Shit. <laughs> You're listening to the first stage theme from the game Shadow of the Ninja, composed by Ikumi Tutane and Koichi Yamanishi, suggested to us by Jay McDewitt. Thank you. Thank this, you so much for this pick. Yes. This is awesome. See, I, when I went through the list and we were trying to select what we were going to play, I came across this track and it kept irking me. I was like, I know this game name from somewhere, but I can't quite place it. I had completely forgotten it existed. And then I realized this was a game I used to borrow from a friend from down the street and play his copy of it. And I used to love this game as a kid. I'd totally forgotten about it. How much did I love it? I went home after work today and played it for an hour <laughs> before even coming here. Yeah. I was playing this game today because I like it that much. That's awesome. It's, and it's odd because it's one of those games where it has faults, for sure. Like, it's not a perfect game. And if I were to see it, I could easily line them up. Like, this is things that the game could have done better. But, but you know, it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter at the time because when you're playing the game, you're enjoying it for what it is. The mm -hmm. music is good. The colors are great. It's got like a light Russian attack feel as far as how enemies approach you. Okay. Until you come across that weird football sprinting guy who just dashes faster than you can even evade him. It's absurd. But it's a great game, and the OST is oh, fantastic. So so good. This track I always felt had a Castlevania thing going on. Yes, actually, I would go with that. I could go with Except that. Except the beginning. It sounds like um, like crazy train. I don't know, that's a little bit of a stretch. But this is also, this is quite the gem right now, and it's funny because I was at home playing this game when I should have been playing any number of other games at the moment. Uh, as you know, the Big Daddy Octopath Traveler dropped on the Switch recently. Yes, and I believe it is a game that is shattering expectations. This sold out everywhere. Something that no one really expected to happen. Square was like, "We're sorry that we didn't print enough copies of the game. We didn't just download it." No, no. Well, you can, but people generally still do the physical if they can help it. Hmm. So, like, the physical copies are selling out. And since the pricing is the same between the two, it's usually like, oh, "I'll wait for the physical copy right. to show up." But uh, I bought it. But now it's got me feeling remorseful for all the Square games I haven't finished yet that are in my backlog, so I'm yeah. trying to dive back like I have to finish Bravely Second. I gotta finish, or at least start, Lost Fear. And then I'm still playing through Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology somehow. And then every once in a while you're throwing in Shadow of the Ninja. Shadow of the Ninja. It just jumped in long. So, man, we're, we're, we're back in the seats, back on the microphones, back to talking about your backlog. Yep, and here's another <laughs> funny thing. So, you mentioned yesterday you went to drop you know, your brother off at the airport. Yes. All right. So, Christy, his wife, came by to help me, like, organize my board game room, which is a... Wow, was that last a, night? It, I guess so. Feels like forever ago. That room is an abomination. Yeah. Just want to point that out. But... Yes. <laughs> you need to put some holes in your wall. No! And shelves... No! No! All the way up. No holes. No holes. I don't get it. <laughs> but anyway... Help me out, guys. So, afterwards... We started talking about, like, video games in general, and she's, like, slowly kind of getting into, like, the idea of playing video games. So I was like, hey, give me some ideas for, like, some games I might like. And I'm, like, cracking my knuckles, like, oh, my time to shine. What can I recommend? So I'm, like, going through the, the PS4 library. I broke out Transistor. Um, I broke out, of all things, the game that seemed to click the most that we played a ton of was Wonder Boy. Oh, really? The classic Wonder Boy remake that they did. Oh, yeah, she was talking about that. Um, she mentioned uh, uh, Escape Goat. She liked Escape Goat Yeah, she lot. played Escape Goat 2 a lot. That game yeah. was awesome. And there's this thing I do. 
I love this about games, which is why I'm like looking forward to like having more people to play games with. Where like I know how to play a game, but the other person doesn't, and I gotta have to like not give them solutions, but be kind of helpful. Like I'm a tip box in a game. Like you can press X to get a tip from Pernell. <laughs> press, press the X button on Pernell. <laughs> Boop. So. Do you know what moves you have available to you? Cycle yeah. through them. You can do these things. <gasps> oh my god, I didn't try that. Exactly. Or, you know, like, hmm, there are a lot of different colored objects in this room. Maybe <laughs> one of them is of an odd color. You should examine them all. You know, it's just so cheesy. Did she get annoyed? But it worked! Oh, okay, good. But it worked! Because I would be annoyed. I'd be like, Brunel, I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> I might be here for another hour, but I'm gonna figure it out. I can't. <laughs> I, I gotta give the tips. I gotta give the tips. But it, it worked out pretty well and it ended up being a lot of fun. That's so. cool. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, and playing video games. Yeah. No less. Which yeah. means now, the Nichols household needs to pick up a copy of Escape Goat 2. I think, finish I it think here. so. I think so. Um, but now, now there is the update. Okay, come out. That's coming out tonight, June nineteenth of Enter the Gungeon, Advanced Gungeons and Dragons. True, true. And that's calling my name for now. Yeah, but that's the that's the solo game variant, and you can play Escape Go oh, with, with the that's misses. True. That's true. I mean, everybody has a I, solo I game and a couple games. I have to finish Momo Dara, Reverie at Night. So that would be the game that gets pushed off for for Gungeon then, because that would be your solo run. Probably. Yeah. See, so you gotta think about that. Mm. You're like, you got Momo, Momo Nara. Momo no no. Momo no no. <laughs> Momo like no no Dara. That's so dumb. <laughs> Thank you. I'm done podcasting forever. Pretty much. Now it's going to be locked on the record forever. People will just bring it up. Remember that? Now I'm cutting this Momo out. Momo Dara. The people listening now. The cutting tool. All right. So my next pick came from Brian Kunkel. I hope I never think I'm saying his name, last name right, or maybe I am, and it's Kunkel. But well, he's listening now, so he can tell you. Yeah, he, can, he can tell me. Give me some kind of phonetic spelling in the chat. I'd appreciate that. Um, this came from Brian, and this is from the game Near Automata, I th um, and it's composed by Keiichi Okabe, and this is hacking track number six. And there's like 30 different hacking tracks. So I'm assuming hacking is like a mini game or it's part of the game. I don't know anything about Near Automata. I do know that this song was super awesome, and he picked a really good track. And out of all the ones I listened to, so I listened to them all today, this one was my favorite, too. All right, so now I'm ready to hear Yeah, this is really cool. This is Hacking Track Number 6 from Near Automata, composed by Keiji Okaba. And this is picked by Patreon subscriber Brian Kunkel. Thank but you. But before you switch over... Yes. Kunkel just confirmed you got it right. Oh. Dead on. Oh. Uh, just, like just like how I get Daniel Smith right every time. <laughs> there you go. Well, see, the trick is... Brian Kunkel wasn't a Japanese composer. Yes. And also, poor, poor Davis. This is composed by Kaichi Ukabe. <laughs> Just play the track. I'm going to play the track. It's a good track.
that the... Oh, crap, we're recording. <laughs> we are recording now for now. Whoops. Well, maybe we'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're listening to Hacking Track number six from the game Near Automata, composed by Keiichi Okabe, and this was chosen by Brian Kunkel. Um, I know very little about Near Automata, except that it's, it's a world in which you're questioning... I think the, the 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 humanity of the androids, and I guess I'm assuming there's a lot of like hacking or pu- mini puzzle games involved. But it sounds like Brian spoke up in the chat. Yeah, he said that hacking in this game is reflected in the form of a bullet hell style mini game. Oh, I'm on board. So honestly, the game itself seems to be rather bullet helly because the only thing I know about it is that people seem to really really like cosplaying as 2B, and also the fact that. The, there's like that cool boss fight that was getting previewed for everybody where you were fighting like the robotic opera singer who was firing tons of bullets from her skirt, which was just a very bizarre idea in and of itself, but it looked awesome. Oh, I mean, I mean if it's that kind of style of game, maybe I should I should give it a shot then, because I like that style of game. It's I, why I, I say bought that. it too, but I've never played Is it. Is this, again, I actually didn't look up what system this was for. It's Xbox? I want to say it's on Xbox and PS4, but I could be wrong. I know it's on PS4 without a doubt, because that's what I have it for. Okay, well, I'm... I'm well, that's going in the notes for now. <laughs> yes, sir. What you playing over there? Oh, I decided to just boot up a Mutant Mud Super Challenge for some reason. Why, I have no idea. That doesn't... The game is great, but it kicks the living daylights out of me. <laughs> Which is what I like about it, too. Mm-hmm. But not a good timing for a show. So I think this is cool. It definitely has... It uses those classic sounds, but it's... That, was, there's that kick drum definitely sounds more modern, but it seems like it's got the classic sounds but definitely composed on a modern system. Oh, yeah, like this game... I, I, really I mean, obviously it was composed on a modern system, but it, def- it has a modern sound to it using old-style sounds. <laughs> old-style sounds with new-style sounds. All right. But the point is, this game is something that I know I want to get into. It involves... Like, it had a lot of DLC to it, I know that much, but it may not even be necessarily important to utilize it. It's mm-hmm. just more so a desire of... Just experiencing it because it has the dystopian world that I like so much when it comes to games. I like the idea that I hear there's even a little bit of humor involved in it. Hmm. There is some, I see it with some item customization slightly, but overall, it's just something I really need to get my butt on and play. Actually, I thought about something. This is something worth asking out loud, both for listeners to offer info on and also for people that are in the group chat. Well, yeah, don't hold it inside. Too late. But <laughs> the thought I'm starting to have now is that I constantly find myself in a position where I have this roster of games that I really want to play. And yet, at the same time, I'm so indecisive and unable to just commit to anything. Not even referring to games I'm, re- review- I'm reviewing, I mean games outside of that sphere. So I'm thinking about doing a randomizer or doing a group chat vote of sort. Like, here are the games I'm playing or I have on deck. Which one should I focus on solely hmm. until it is done? And let either a roulette decide or let people in the chat or the group decide. I think you should do that. I think that's a cool experiment. Yeah, I mean, as nice long as you hold your end of the bargain. Of course I would. I'm a good I'm good for that. You good for it. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody in the chat that's listening, by all means feel free to respond there what your take is on that. And also anybody who is up listening to the show on Monday or thereafter, you can suggest some info too. <laughs> but in the meantime, it's time for me to go with my next track because I like this track, but there is some more that needs to be played. Yeah, we got a lot of music to play. So, 
Actually, I just realized something. I wrote down the track, but I did not write down who gave it to me because I wrote down the composer's name twice. Well, someone might, um, <laughs> it's funny, someone might uh, speak up. Maybe they will. So what's the track? It was surprisingly a classic of a track, one I didn't even expect to want to pick for the show, but I couldn't deny. It well, was just too good. Which one? It's from the game Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes, I saw that, and I'm like, we have never played this song? That's amazing. Well... That's so good. My problem... Well, I'll get into that when okay, we come we played back. enough. We played about a billion remixes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, so, the track, for those who are like, what the heck are they talking about, is the Metropolis Zone from Sonic 2, and it's composed by Masato Nakamura, and for the 0.5 people who have never heard this track before, you're in for a treat. The song from Sonic 2, composed by Masato Nakamura-kun, and it was suggested to us. <laughs> you can call him Nakamura-kun. Nakamura-kun. It had to flow. Anyway, the track itself was actually suggested by Wicked Sephiroth, a long-time oh. listener of the show. There we go. Uh, this track is probably my favorite to second favorite in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and it's interesting because... I may be the only person in existence that feels this way about Sonic 2, but it had the best world variety, but it was just too freaking long. It's too long. Sonic 2 is too long for you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, but I mean, that's how you get the variety. I, that's oh, what course. I'm saying. I agree. Metropolis only had three acts. That was the only one that had three acts. Yeah, because they just want. I mean, clearly, to hear this track as long as possible, they had to do that for you. But it also had those stupid exploding starfish and. It was just a nightmare zone for all the great music. This it was, was a nightmare brutal. zone for you. I, I liked I liked Sonic Two. Sonic Two is the game that I really grew up with. Like when I when I was younger, playing video games, this is what I played a lot of. Well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sonic Two was a great game. I don't think it was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just as you play the game, you might like, until you learn what the states like code was. You'd find yourself going, "I just want to get to the oil ocean. I'll be good for the day." Or today, I just want to get to the Mystic Cave Zone. And you just play forever, ever, <laughs> yeah. ever. And then you find the level you want, you get the music you want, mm-hmm. and you're burned out. You're like, okay, I think I'm kind of, I'm kind of dry here. I don't know. As I'm soon done. as I got to the uh, the sky sky chase, uh huh, like I was on board again. Like my interest immediately like peaked again. Peaked again. Yeah. No matter how many times I play this game, once I get onto that plane, I get super excited, and then I get to the uh, uh, death egg zone or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I'm so into it. And that's after Metropolis. Yes. Both of those two. But, like, overall, I still It takes think- a while to get there. Hilltop Zone is rough. Yes, it is. Though I will say, I think my fa- my biggest Sonic link is still Sonic 3, though. Sonic 3 was the Blizzard Sonic. 
And that was a fantastic title because of that specifically. My mom drove out in a blizzard to get it oh. <laughs> because I really wanted it. And I was depressed that she wouldn't be able to get it because of the inclement weather. And apparently she felt bad enough that she drove in horrible weather in oh, an old wow. beater of a car. That's a nice story. To get Sonic from Caldor. <laughs> Caldor. I remember Caldor. Mm. Caldor. I miss those days, man. But that's yeah. a dollar store now. It's still, still there. Now, now it's now Caldor is now a Home Depot. Oh, that's what, it's on that side. And the video game department is past plumbing. No kidding. Yes. Spent a lot of time in that store. Way too much time. Yeah, we both have. Um, this is a great pick because I first of all I love the beat at the beginning. Um, I'm just gonna play it again because it's really fun. Oh, I it's meant to really fun. I also meant to say before I forget, like so you mentioned earlier about how did we not pick this track prior already? I realize I have a problem when it comes to picking tracks on the show, which could go either way, I guess, depending on who's listening. But I, it's like I feel like deep down I know of the tracks that are like solid hits. Like if you were to tell me, yeah, like the Green Hill Zone, just an obvious throwdown. Everyone knows the Green Hill Zone. Yeah, everyone my, loves it's my it. Ringtone on my phone. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. So like my head is always like, don't go there. Not because it's bad, but because I feel like no one would be surprised by it or be like, oh, this is something new for me. Right. But at the same time, I also realize that sometimes people want to hear. The familiar to go, oh my god, they're playing that track I really like. Or it's just like a group hit. Well, I always like, there's a reason why these tracks are so well loved and, and so widely loved. It's because it's so good. I like, agree. I feel like it, it's it's got the solo in the right place. It's got the breakdown in the right place. There's a lot of parts to it. And it's only like a minute and a half, two minutes long. It's, it fits so much. It's, it's everything I love about the Genesis. Oh my god, Michael totally remembered the thing about Sonic. How, like, originally Sonic 2 released on Sonic Tuesday. And oh, I didn't then, know that. And then I believe he did Sonic 3's Day, which I also think was a real thing. 3's Day? Yeah, but I know for a fact there was a Sonic 2's Day. And then Sonic 3's Day was him still doing, like, I got three fingers for three or whatever. And he just hyped it up. <laughs> but, yeah. These... Sonic 3 was the one I never finished. Really? It was, like, one of the shortest ones. I don't think I... it was one of them. Actually, I want to say I beat Sonic 2 a billion times, but Sonic 3, I don't think I ever got to the end. Maybe it was Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah, Sonic and Knuckles is too long. Yeah, maybe. I didn't beat that darn game, even on Sega Channel. All right, so we're going to move on to a game. This is Lufia, Lufia 3, which was not released. Oh! Or this was an unreleased track. It was Lufia 3 Ruins Chaser for the PlayStation. Yeah, that definitely wasn't released because I've never yes. heard of it. Um, and this is an unknown track. So this is a track that there was, there was like, I think, two tracks that were found created for this game that was never released. And maybe it's... Maybe it's... Um, oh, here's my, a question. I'm my brain stalled out. Well, what's up, Brunel? <laughs> Hit you with this because it came up in the chat. What do you think is the best music track from Sonic the Hedgehog 2? From 2? Yes. It's either this one. Or got you ruminating. Yeah, I gotta think about that. For me, oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oil slick zone. Oh, oil ocean. Oil ocean. Oil ocean did have a good track. A good track. Though I will say, for me, or no, this Sky is like Chase. I said, this is there. Oh, oh, now you're getting indecisive. Come on, you got, ah, you gotta commit. Right. I got my first, my first pick was oil. Oil Ocean. Oil Ocean. I always call it Oil Slick Zone. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All those poor animals. Yeah. So I would say it. my favorite is uh, from the Mystic Cave Zone. 
seconded to the, by this one. Because Mystic Cave, you couldn't really, you couldn't beat that. That was an awesome, awesome beat. Though, Michael Bridgewater's favorite track was Chemical Plant Zone. And my yeah, response to that is, good one. as awesome as it was, have you played Sonic Generations? Because if you have not, oh. you need to hear the Chemical Plant Zone rendition in that game. Because that thing is a beast. This is the Chemical Plant Zone remixed by the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> Honestly, it might be. It's just really good. I really like it. Oh, man. Alright, so, Lufia 3, Ruins Chaser, unreleased game for the PlayStation, and they found two tracks for Lufia 3, composed by, well this one is composed by Yukio Nakajima, and it is too good not to share, and this was brought to us by OK Impala, thank you for also having the best name in the world. Sorry to everyone else in the world. (laughs) Alright, dig this tune. was an unknown track from the unreleased game Lufia 3 Ruins Chaser for the Sony PlayStation. This track composed by Yukio Nakajima and it definitely riffs on the last battle theme from Lufia 2 at the very very end. Was it? Was no, it? no, that's what I'm about to say. It was the just the normal boss theme from Lufia 2. Oh, it was the boss theme? Yeah. It was um, like, it which was... is an amazing song to begin with. So it's cool that like it starts off kind of fun and then it gets funky and then it brings in that little bit of the melody and you're like, oh snap! Because all the Lufia games, uh, the stories kind of ran together, right? Yeah. Now, I'm kind of wondering if the re... Well, the stories do run together because, as for listeners probably know, Lufia 2... Sorry, Lufia 1 takes place in the 
future, so to speak, or we can call it the present. I don't know how we want to like refer Luffy, to it. Luffy Two goes back. Yeah, it goes back to the original story that led up to the second, to the first game, rather. So it is a fan. They're both fantastic mm. games, though. I wonder if the reason why this one never came out was due to how. Wait, no, it couldn't have been because the DS version came later. Because uh, they made a. I can't remember if it was a new game or a remake, but it became like an action, like hack and slasher sort of deal. Like I, a, I did like see that. Dungeon crawler. I did see that, like when I was searching for information on Lufia. Mm hmm. So, like, I'm wondering. Didn't know much else if, about it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I guess maybe they didn't have the funding at the time, but then later on with the DS, it was cheaper to develop it, and they mm. put it on there as a result. But, uh, yeah, Lufia. The Lufia games in general are pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, so I have a, one friend. This is like aside from Dragon Quest, it's his favorite RPG series. All, oh yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's um, our friend Kim, our mutual friend Kim. This is like I think her favorite. Really? Or one of her favorites. Anyway, she likes a lot of RPGs. I wouldn't even have thought about that. Mm. So this section here sounds original. Yeah, mm. this part I think is new. Yeah, which is cool. It's like a good guitar. Michael suggests that it sounds very easish. Yeah, it does. I can go with. Yeah, I go with that too. All right, here we go. Now it's getting serious. Get you all pumped up. Yeah. And it just rolls right into it. Like, that's there. Oh, it is. Like, that's it's the remix. Looks like they made that the chorus of this new song. I think it's brilliant. So I do like this. Let's just listen to it all the way through one more time. Uh, <laughs> you are this track. This so, is a good song. I mean, I love... Oh, yeah. THX. <laughs> Theater magic. Oh, it's so good. I actually never finished Lufia 2. That was the first game for our RPG of the Month Club that we had started at... I like, started years ago after the RPG panel at Anime Central started taking off. And then you never finished it? Nah, because it was only meant to be played for a month, and I got obsessed with grinding out my familiars. Okay. So in the end, I just didn't make enough progression because I was just kind of grinding like well, a chump. Well, I mean, that's that, was it fun to grind? It was. Or were you just like, you just but you know to how it goes. Go up? Yeah, but you know how it goes sometimes. You get sidetracked by other games, and then the grind is just more time you could have spent progressing through the title proper. Yes. So I lost the pacing. Yeah. I succumbed to the blandness, and now I kind of find myself wanting to go back, but I just haven't made the time mm. because I'm getting old, which makes me wonder. Why do we even still buy new video games anymore? I've asked you this question. I don't even know. They're exciting. Oh, the, the acquisition feeling is fantastic. No, I mean, like, the, the, the promise of, of, like, a new adventure and new characters. They're exciting. Even if it's, even if it's a sequel. because so many games are sequels, Pernell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm telling you. With a collector's edition. With a collector's edition. And a super ed- stupendous limited and then you're edition. Like, oh, that's right. I remember really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. And then you just jump back into it. And that's where I'm at nowadays too. With I'm still playing Robbie Reby. I'm still playing, you know, Historia. I just reviewed like Ease Eight, so mm-hmm. I'm finally playing that game. That's freaking good. Oh, so the the next game that I, I is definitely on my list that I've never finished or never played at all is Super Metroid. 
Really? Yes. And uh, oh man, this is one of those things that like I never had a Super Nintendo when I was younger, so I never really. I'd almost want to see try the first run of it being super, that Super Metroid Link to the Past crossover game no, they put out. Because I never, like, I never got that far through Link of the pa- Link of the Past, Link of the Past. <laughs> um, but maybe that's something we can play together on stream or something sometime, or at least like when I first started, it'd be kind of fun to do. Yes, you can be like Rob. Why don't you go over this way? Because I'm gonna need. I'm probably gonna need some help. That's where I do. Someone who's more experienced. Press the X. Press the R button for Pernell advice. <laughs> you can put like a little bubble in the corner, like maybe if you press the B button, push you can in fire R3 a missile for P. For <laughs> I don't right. know how that works. All right, what's the next one you picked out? All right, this is a stumper. So uh, let me see. Because uh, he gave me a bunch. All right, M or F? Oh, jeez. Um, M. All right, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to go with the other one for go some reason. F. We can do M for the final track then for the episode. That's fine. So this is, a, I think you mentioned Brian Kunkel earlier, right, for one of your picks? Yes, sir. Well, I think we doubled down because he's getting picked again. Cool. Um, he picked a track from another game that a lot of people probably well know, but I want to hear it. And he picked it. So it's the Esper Battle theme from the game Final Fantasy XII. Composed by Hitoshi Sakamoto, mm. Masaharu Iwata, mm-hmm. and Hayato Matsuo. This is a that's a power team right there. Yes, it is. So you know it's good. Let's do it.
You know, um, let that work for you, because you're on. Well, I'm laughing <laughs> because, as I, as you all know, I eat these creamy dill pickle chips, and as you also know, I'm a just a dude who will write, write potato chip crumbs on his shorts so he can just keep working. Well, the dog learned that, too, as he keeps licking my darn shorts to get the crumbs off of them, and it's gross, but also kind of hysterical. So... Other than that, you're listening to the Esper Battle theme from the game Final Fantasy XII, composed by Hitoshi Sakamoto, Masaharu Iwata, and Hayato Matsuo, and suggested by listener Brian Kunkel. So, I have a fondness for this track. It's not too much, and I love the... This is not too very, much. It's not too much. It's very tense, but it's not a lot of stuff going okay, on. Okay, okay, so yeah, you got, like, the timpanis, there's a little bit of strings... There's some def- definite some voices and yeah, there's the clanking. Yeah, the clanking. I love the You're clanking. Right. And it's all just sort of like stretched. Yes, and it, it feels grand. It's a very grand and tumultuous theme, I would say, and it's very fitting mm. because it plays during the game's biggest battles, which mm. is with the espers. Because in this particular game, all the espers that you get to summon can only be summoned once you beat them in combat. And every Esper in the game has a particular particular quirk to them that makes them a little bit more of a challenge to deal with than the average monster. And I will say one thing I loved is that when I went to listen to this for the first time, I went and just decided to prove some conversations that were going on about the track. And it seemed like everybody had the same love that I had and a specific Esper in mind when they think of this track, which was the Ultima Esper. Oh. I may have even mentioned it on the show before. But uh, Ultima is an Esper that exists in one of the bonus dungeons of the game called the Grand Crystal. It is a horrible maze that my save file is still in right now at over 100 hours. I never found my way out. So you got in there to find the summon. You found the summon. But can't get back out. Can't get out. Can't get out. That's rough. At least you could save in there. I can. I wonder, I mean, if I go get the map, I have a book with a map in it. I can use that, but I don't like using maps. But uh, basically, what ends up happening with this boss so is classic. That <laughs> she basically uses Ultima Magic on you, a spell called Holegia also. Yeah. Which, what it does is, it pretty much hits everybody and drops her hit points to one. So you're about to die. Now, followed up with the fact that in this game, gambits are the big way you play the game, which is you program a bunch of macros that determine your party's actions based on certain situations. Oh, that was this, wait, that was this one? Yes. Wait, so I'm say, Captain Bosch. That was this one. That's the one. Oh, I don't think I ever explored this. So the logic would be like, hey, if one of our party members' hit points gets below 40%, drop a Curaja on the entire party. Right. So this Esper takes advantage of that. So it does Holegia first, get everybody's hit points down to one which means your macro to heal kicks in, and as it's charging up, she casts a spell called Reverse. Well, not even Reverse, it's like, it basically, whoever she does it, it's called, turns you into a zombie. Everyone becomes zombies. Yes. Yeah. So the spell is ultimately going to kill you once it goes off, so you have to catch it mm. before it goes I off, stop that. the spell, yeah. and lose your crap, having to pretty much ignore all the gambits you've been running on for the past 10 hours. Yeah, I really remember having trouble with enemies like that in that game. I did finish it. I remember... Um, the cure spell, Kuraga, that healed like multiple people, people was difficult to get. Yeah, because in this game you had to. There was a lot of shopping involved for spells. Plus, you had to use the license board to get access to the ability to use a spell. It was there was a lot to get through just to do things that in other Final Fantasies it was just like, oh, you're level what now? Here you go. Uh, I think it's amazing by the you. fact that that game required you to have a license to wear a helmet or a belt or to swing a stick. 
You know, I like a game with good law enforcement. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good, good sense of what's right and what's wrong. You know, I think it would be funny if they designed the game so that you could wear items and not like you could wear them even if you didn't have the license but every once in a while you'd be playing the game and like a law agent would just run by and say, see you're wearing that hat without a license yeah 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 yeah. if you actually like had like a knife out and then, and then like some guy would come out and be like you can't use that knife you had to fight him yeah like, you had to either fight him or he just you lock lose, you in a gulag or something if you lose like he takes the knife it would be an interesting weird little quirk like because I know in the later games they kind of tweaked that further with the evil East where the judges would tell uh, you you couldn't use certain spells at certain times or something uh, nonsense. They would give you flags if you failed or did, <laughs> failed to now. I remember the judges were a cool part of that game. I thought they were really neat. Yes, the judges were great, except when they told you what you couldn't do and then faulted you for it. Yes. You're on a map in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance where all the enemies are weak to fire and they say you are not allowed to use fire. What the heck am I supposed to do? Suffer. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's it was not like, fun. That was like their challenge, which was just really slow combat. I had some problems with tactics on the advance. Um, snowball fight. Things just took way too long. A snowball fight. All right, I'm going to turn the track down because it's getting pretty epic in here. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting, it's getting, getting kind of epic. <laughs> it is like a 90s R&B kind of night. It really kind of yeah. is. All right, so this is the time of the show that we do the bonus round. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of bonus, bonus, bonus round. <laughs> the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and arrangements and remixes based on our theme. Um, I think we both just chose tracks given to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not necessarily remixes or covers. Um, I also have a special track I want to play at the end um, just for fun. And the track that I chose for the bonus round came from Alex Messenger. He chose the track Fire Fire from Um Jammer Lammy. Oh. For the PlayStation. And this is the Parappa's version of the song. So if you finish all of Um Jammer Lammy getting like, I think, a, a certain score, mm-hmm. then you unlock a second version of the game where all of the rock songs are remixed into hip hop versions. With Parappa, one of the best I, unlocks. It blew my mind that this was even in the game. It was like having a second game, and then it also created quite the feud amongst all parties. Whether Parappa's game, or Parappa's tracks were better, or Lammy's tracks were better. Yeah, they were both good. They were both good because except they, with USA Baby, yes, only USA Baby Lammy style was the one. I didn't. Need, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, uh, you better believe it. Don't, don't you like hate? That. Don't you hate? It's not for me. No! It's a Purnell track. It's for everybody! It's a Purnell track. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, this is Fire Fire, Parappa's version from Um Jammer Lammy. The remixes they did got a little, like, they were weird sounding for a while, because like they, they changed the speed of the voices, and they added some like hip-hop beats. I think it's cool that they even did it. So, um, here it is. Fire Fire, Um Jammer Lammy. Bring it down without a doubt. Bring 
much alex messenger that was like that was that was pure nostalgia for me. Yeah. Um, i love that that was the parappa parappa's version of fire fire from um jammer lammy for the sunny playstation um and that's my bonus round track thank you alex i almost wanted love to that. Say, that was so much fun i almost want to veto my bonus round track and go now for my bonus round track play the lammy version <laughs> fight right now <laughs> we can do that right now <laughs> i do like this track though honestly there's something weird about it because like there's definitely certain tracks where, like i feel like if they were in separate games mm-hmm. i'd be like yeah obviously i don't want them in separate games because i like that they're in one but if they were in separate games i wouldn't feel so compelled to compare the two yeah but when they're in this game i'm like i could do joe chin's chainsaw with the guitar or rapping about joe chin's chainsaws you could play two-player one person played Lammy and got the guitar parts, and the, and the whole song would actually cut—not cut, but it would like crossfade into the guitar-sounding version of the song. And the other person could play Parappa, and it would fade into the the hip-hop version of the song. Or you could just do it was Lammy really and Rammy and just do versus guitar battles. Do versus guitar battles, but it was cool that you could still use both characters to get two different versions of the song in the same like gameplay. It's just yeah, it, was it makes just, me sad. It's just how, so much fun. And just it just it's not back. Like the best we got was that weird remastered version where I mean, it's funny, like I actually knew one of the people that was working on that, so I always feel bad when I talk about it. Uh, but it, oh yeah, it yeah. just had issues as far as like the actually linking syncing up the sounds. Like it just they couldn't pull it off. I mean like granted the sync in the original game wasn't great. True, true. But I mean, that's, that's the one thing they could have like cleared up in the port, right? Yeah, this would have been their chance to shine. And yeah. I know it's possible because you have games like Hatsune Miku on the system that can get like beat sinks in. I know, right? All right, so what, what did you pick then? Well, I went completely outside of my usual scope here. Okay. I actually also went with a Henrik Anderson choice. Uh, you did it. Yeah, I did. You know which one I went with, too. Yes. Monty! Monty. And by that, it's a word I can't pronounce properly, so let's do it anyway. Oh, Peter's in. Peter's in. Monty. Title theme from said game, composed by Ron Hubbard and Ben Daglish. <laughs> Rob Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. L. Rob Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing that. I keep wanting to call him Ron Hubbard. All right, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Are listening to the theme of Alfita Zen Madi Monty Mavi Alfita Zen Mami <laughs> Alfita Zen Monty's title theme composed by Ron Hubbard Rob. and Ben Dag. It's not Rob, is it Rob or Ron? Rob, like Robert. Oh dear God, L. Rob Hubbard. There we go, Rob Hubbard. And Ben Danglish. I don't know why I keep conflating those two names. <laughs> yeah, that's a Rob Hubbard like classic right there. Yeah, is it? Yeah. And it's really, really good. Really good. And he, yeah, he's a master of the Commodore sixty four. And just to clarify for people, it's not that I don't know who he is. It's just I feel like I just keep thinking about Dianetics, <laughs> and I can't get the association out of my head. Mm. I don't understand. But what I can say is that this is a track from a game I've never played. In fact, one of the Palm Patreon listeners, Michael, was just explaining what the game itself even was. And I don't know if I'm going to actually go out and play it after the fact, but what I do know is I want to hear if there's more music, though this is probably just like a loader track of sorts, but I want to hear more music from this game if it all sounds like this. This is awesome. I really want to do more with it. All right, so now this is a bonus bonus round because I got a pick from Michael Bridgewater that I have to play. Oh. And I have a feeling... He is staying up into the wee wee hours of the evening because of this. Oh, does he? Did he know you were going to play it? I told him I wanted to play it, and I wanted to sing along. So here we go. This is um, the track is called "My Dear Friend Rally" from the game Sega Rally Championship for the Sega Saturn, composed by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, and it is full of that '90s Sega racing goodness and English like you wouldn't believe <laughs> all right so let's let's do this I'm gonna hook, I'm gonna hook this up and we're going to we're gonna sing along <laughs> and we may or may not keep it in the episode <laughs> dun, 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 dun. oh yeah, yeah. here we are Up. All right, here we go. Ready? He's past the post. Side view gets a few scenes. You missed a new. Ready? Sending by a storm. Wipers giving you the key to see you through. We're moving Where'd you find the lyrics? You see beyond, you know what's there. Feel the heartbeat at the line. Do you feel the heartbeat at the line? Do you feel the heartbeat at the line? Do you feel the heartbeat at the line? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 now set your soul free, the goal will be, yeah, ready! <laughs> Victory inside, 
All senses becoming one, finishing through the sun. I'll move if I want. Completely yours, your mission sign. Feel the heartbeat at the line. Do you feel the heartbeat at the line? Do you feel the heartbeat at the line? Do you feel the heartbeat at the line? Hey! Oh, it's on YouTube. The lyrics. I'm just like Elvis is like, just like. So that was Sega Rally, or just Rally, my dear friend. No, it's My Dear Friend Rally from the game Sega Rally Championship for the Sega Saturn. Whew, that was composed by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, and that was me singing along. Good times. <laughs> that was a fantastic track, and I probably would have tried to sing along too, but I didn't have You did some vocalizing there. I enjoyed that. I'd get my own little rhythmic flavor, but that's about the gist of it. <laughs> well, if you want more information about the bonus round part of our show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We're going to have uh, links to um, you know, where you can find this music, usually uh, where you can find the, um, the artists and their band camps and SoundClouds, but every episode's a little bit different, so check them out. All right, thank you for joining us on episode 14-2 of Rhythm and Pixels, our video game music podcast. This is our Patreon-focused episode, right? I think you referred pa- to it as like Patreon Explosion. This yeah, time. Patreon Madness. Or we could call it the Patreon Smoothie. Patreon Smoothie. Because we already went with a Patreon Salad. 
Maybe we should just keep it food themed. Patreon pizza, Patreon smoothie. I like Patreon pizza. Yeah, I, yeah. I always like a good alliteration in the thing. So, episode 14 2, Patreon pizza, mm-hmm. where we um, record live for our Patreon subscribers every month and we pick suggestions primarily from Patreon members. So, thank you all so much for supporting the show. We appreciate it every time. Yes. And I definitely think maybe that'll be another component of the Patreon thing, too. Maybe part of the part of it should be a light related to like game selections and like plays and discussions mm-hmm. of games like hey what do you guys what would you want to hear us talk as, as there it is like a topic suggestion not just for music but like something that you want to hear us just talk about in general like what do you guys think of x it could come up and be like okay let's discuss it then on the show we'll- oh we have like a like a, like a full like discussion on specific yeah like a topic proposed I would by like patreon that. subscribers yeah, I would like or that something. A lot. um almost like a q and a yeah um, so I want to um, talk about we have a lot of guests planned for we have a lot of guests planned for August um, a lot of guests it's actually pretty cool it's like it's like the, the well exploded yeah again. just people lining up we've got um, composers we have other musicians we have other podcasts we just have a lot of things planned and then um, we've got some live appearances um, coming up in September and November and wherever else people will have us, it's gonna be good. Honestly, I'm trying good. to get I'm trying to get people to have us more and more restaurants. Yeah, if you go to TGI Fridays. Yes, have them. They're, they're gonna cover the new <laughs> and everything. Like, come on in, guys. Free buffet. And all you gotta do is talk about video games. You know, like, well, it's a Perel and Rob at a Red Robin, <laughs> and these guys were just sitting there talking about video games, and I was trying to eat French fries for the rest of the evening. But they are bottomless fries. Man, whatever. There's no bottom to those fries. Just gonna. Because I'm forever. Not on my watch. And uh, by the way, I still feel like Red Robin dodged a bullet with opening up after I was a teen, after I had already left my teenage years. Because my first thought was, oh my god, I would totally go to this restaurant and never with leave. a Game Boy and never <laughs> leave. Just me and my friends playing Game Boys, linked up F1 race, eating bottomless fries and bottomless drinks. Oh, they would they would ask you. They'd see you pull those game machines. They, nope, nope. They'd, they'd they, see you pull your game machines out. Nah, I'd be like, nope, you can't <laughs> kick us out. There's nothing in the rules saying we can't stay and eat these fries. This oh, is a hangout spot. We're impressionable youth who need an escape from society. You can't just throw us out in the street. Well, if you would like to escape from society, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Now, that's our email address where you can um, say hello to us, or if you want to send us a track suggestions or topic suggestions, or if you're an artist or a composer or a remixer, we'd like to hear from you too. And if you'd like more information about our show, this is a fun song, dude. I love it. I this love is a it. great track. Um, if, if you'd like more information about our show, full track listing from all the episodes, and links to all of the other stuff that we do, like um, Purnell's Game Reviews, our 24-7 YouTube radio station, all that other stuff, go to our website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Oh, but before we move on. At dot com. <laughs> Rhythmandpixels.com. How do people get it? Yeah, what's up? Um, I do want to read his testimonial to the game since we picked his track. Oh, by Michael Bridgewater. No, no, no. This is David Smith's track. Oh, yes. He did send us some testimonials. So let's yes. do that. So his testimonial to Nintendo Badge Arcade was, When I visited arcades as a kid, I always loved playing the Claw Crane games. And this game takes me back to that time and place. Yeah. Although new badges are no longer being added to the game, it is a good time to try with two free plays offered each day. Hmm. Press that A button and get that crane moving. Love it. This guy's got a great spirit, and I love that it comes out in his testimonials. I like that a lot. We, um, I spent some time at the... Uh, oh, I'll talk about it later. Um, and uh, if you'd like to help out the show, 
I'm sorry. Other ways to get in contact with the show is through our um, social media channels. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word most of the time. Go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where you'll find us there. If you'd like to support the show, you know, just share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with people you think might be interested. Tell in your stuff. friends. Yeah. I was having this chat today with somebody. She opened it. up it's a cookie you. store. She's selling cookies. That's awesome. And I was like, how are you pushing your cookies out on the world? How do people know? And she's like, it's just getting spread by yeah, word of mouth. word like, of mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. So, so yeah, you know, share or whatever. Just tell people about it. Um, and if you'd like to uh, support us um, uh, in other ways, go to Patreon.com/slash/RhythmAndPixels, and we do this special show just for you guys. So, I want to thank Alex, the Messenger, Mixmaster, Messenger, Man of the VGM Podcast Fans Group, and number fourteen. Here comes Brian Cuckle. Round the track, round the bed, Metroid Magic. <laughs> And um, Bobby Arson, off the top rope. <laughs> Down with the elbow drop. Yeah. Damian Beckles from half court. <laughs> what, are we going for wrestling to basketball? <laughs> I don't know any sports. Good references. Um, uh, Wicked Sephiroth, thank you so much. Calling from downtown. OK Impala. Racing, racing, racing to the beat. Racing things. Racing uh, things. <laughs> Uh, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito, thank you so much for helping support the show. Pal, he's no Danielson villain. Morton Gangso, thank you. Number one Gangso. Henrik Anderson, we played your music. <laughs> That's great. That's it. He's good. I love no, that. I, know. I felt so bad about not playing his track the last episode, so I'm going to both in. Um, we want to thank uh, Michael from the Forever Sound Version podcast, who just did a uh, full episode on the game Snatcher, where he played music from all the different versions of Snatcher. There's a lot of love for Snatcher out oh, there, Oh, it's too. an amazing soundtrack. Really, really good episode. So go check that out. Uh, the Forever Sound Version podcast. We also want to thank Brian Pitt, who is, um, he's been playing Varsity Football. I'm about to say, I, I actually know Brian. I'm like, for a second, I was like, no, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, professional golf golfist. Chris Murray. <laughs> Actually, I could see Chris Murray being in, in like heavy in the yeah. golf. I could perceive that. Division three badminton player Joe Vasallo. Thank you. <laughs> this is. I'm just enjoying you trying to come yeah. up with new references for sports. And um, David Smith. I don't even. Yeah, David Smith. Thank you. He's like, I don't have a sport, but I got he's, your he's name like, right. He's like a referee or something. He does little league. <laughs> he's a mighty duck. <laughs> he's a mighty duck. <laughs> Thank you to the mighty duck, David Smith. Uh, yeah, we're getting silly. So thank you all so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, again, a lot of raw, really great shows we have lined up in August. A lot of great topics that we have lined up. A lot of great topics we don't have lined up. Fishing has to be one because I realized on we, just did a, we did a second Patreon episode where I didn't play that fishing track that was submitted. Oh, we're doing a full fish episode. Just yeah. all, all fish all day long. Yes. Gotta, um, gotta get my man's fishing track in this in that episode. Yes. That's why it hasn't been played yet because it is so good. So good. We have a, uh, we're going to have a comic book focused episode. Anyway, we have a lot of good stuff going on. So um, that is it. We'll see you next week for regularly scheduled programming. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you all for listening to the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Take care of yourself. And remember, Bye. appreciate your friends and your community because by God, I gotta tell you, 
it's refreshing to for it to be here. We haven't had an episode record in a little bit, mm-hmm. but even with us not having done records, it's still nice to be a part of the community and chatting with everybody, talking about video games, Octopath Traveler, Madness, all that good stuff. It's just it's a refreshing, wholesome community to be a part of. So hit up VGM Podcast fans. Hit up your favorite podcast groups. You have Rhythm and Pixels. You've got podcast fans. You've got XVGM Radio. You've got VG Embassy. All of us have different groups to talk about our stuff and we just kind of hang out in all those respective groups and just have a generally good time come be a part of it come have fun with us everyone's welcome except that one guy because his breath smells like rancid taco grits i don't know what he's doing don't like you talking about ed that way hey 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 i didn't say that good night later Mm. (laughs) 